wonderful listeners. I'm Kayla Jackson, and thank you for tuning in to Clearing It Up, the podcast. This is a podcast that shatters the glass on the assumed reality of the people we idolize. From influencers to cultural icons, I am interviewing them to uncover what their life is really like, not just the highlights that we see on social media. So sit back, put your headphones on, or turn up your speakers, and listen to me talking to these amazing people. Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Today I'm talking with an amazing Olympic athlete and overall superwoman. Today joining me is Alicia Newman. She is a real testament that women can do anything. Welcome, Alicia. Thank you so much, Kayla. Excited to be here. So Alicia, you're in Europe right now. I sure am. So I'm overseas right now. I'm my indoor season. Um, it's about four weeks long. And it's really just to test out to see how my fitness is and see where I'm at on the track um, with the three months of preseason we just did. So it's a tester to, um, to see if we need to change anything or ramp anything up or down for the Olympic Games coming in August. Well, that's really interesting. So how's training right now during quarantine? Yeah, it's definitely a lot harder than usual. I mean, we're very, very fortunate. Um, right now in Europe, we have a spe- our special um, access to all tracks because we're Olympians. Um, but back home right now, they're not even doing any competitions. And that's why I decided to come overseas and, and um, compete and stay with the, um, the Frenchies over here. Uh, they're great friends of mine and I speak fluent French. So um, it's nice to be able to um, use that since I've learned that when I was younger and uh, and kind of just we're all working together and, and getting through these hard times and hopefully eventually it'll be better. <laughs> well, that's really, really cool. Is there a difference between that you find training in France other than Canada? I would say it's just there's a lot more athletes here that are competitive here in in the pole vault facility. Um, So I get to be around more pole vaulters than usual in Canada. Most of our Canadian pole vaulters are are in the States training. So I don't really get to um, be with the lead of elite in Canada. Um, So I really am pushed here and I'm really, um, you know, constantly, no no pun intended, raising the bar high, high um, at all times in all aspects of my training here because I'm competing with the best and super excited. I'm training with one world record holder. Um, So it's, it's cool to learn from him and and every day get better (laughs) wow i mean that's just a testament to your work ethic wow thank you who is the who is the person you're training with so i'm right now with uh renault lavalini he is a french national record holder currently ranked number two in the world and broke the world record in i'm pretty sure it was 2017 if i'm not wrong you might kill me on that if i don't remember that we won't tell i promise (laughs) okay deal (laughs) you were first a gymnast and then you transferred to track and field and then finally pole vaulting Mm -hmm. why did you decide to just stick with pole vaulting um, you know, I, I really love all different sports, but I think pole vault to me brings a lot more, um, um, I guess you would say purpose down the runway. Every single time I'm, I'm vaulting, the pole vault is very different every single time. So um, there's constant excitement, there's constant getting better, um, and I really, really love defining gravity. I think it's so cool to be... Uh, a little superhero flying in the air and using my wings to reach new heights. So um, it's exciting for me to to do something that nobody in Canada has ever done. And for me to be the first high school woman to jump over four and now striving to be the first ever Canadian woman to jump over five, um, 
it's really, uh, uh, I guess, a goal of mine to go down as one of the best pole vaulters in all time. And so I think pole vault just brought me to another level than all the other events did, Um, even though I love gymnastics a lot and I wish I could do it, but I got a little too tall for it. So I think God was pushing me in the other direction to become a pole vaulter and use my height for that. I'm looking at like all your records, like in when you first came to University of Miami, you wrote the school record on your mm-hmm. first try. Yeah. What was that like? What was your response <laughs> to the teammates? I mean, that just proves your future success, like the potential you have. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, you know, it's it's it all comes in the mind. And, and for me, when I was there, I knew I had a goal and I knew for me to be competitive, um, I had to jump those heights in it. And when you have one goal and you focus on one, a lot of other doors open. And so for me was to jump that high was qualifying me for the Olympics, but it happened to be the ACC record, the Miami record, you know, Canadian national record. So I think um, a lot of times I try to simplify my goals and I really strive for one or two, um, which ends up making me achieve four or five at the end of the day. <laughs> like, is that when you realize that you could go to the Olympics? Exactly. So at that point in that time, I was really... Um, striving for it, you know, sacrificing a lot, training a lot. But when I cleared that height, it just gave me so much more confidence, so much more boost of energy to want to be there and strive now for a medal. Um, because again, like anyone does, any successful businesswoman or or track athlete or even entrepreneur or a female athlete, you know, you accomplish one thing and okay, what's the next? And the journey never stops. And that's what's so beautiful about life is you can completely continue to be successful year after year after year I just have one question what kept you moving forward in your career yeah so it's hard because you definitely do get a lot of mental blocks I know I deal with mental health I deal with you know never feeling like I'm going to be at my best or perform my best Um, my biggest fear is um, settling in my track and and not getting better so I think what pushes me is I think a lot of the time's going to go by anyways, and I have a decision on how I'm going to, you know, treat treat that time. Um, am I going to be down on myself? Am I going to be sad on myself? Or am I going to do something to get better? And even if it's little baby steps, you know, um, you know, you know, not having ice cream for a week, if I'm having bad practices, you know, something like that to still challenge myself during the week. I think that that's number one goal is constantly realizing where your mental state is at and where you feel um, and what you can accomplish to then give yourself confidence to get back on that horse. And so I think a lot of athletes, we overthink and and humans, we overthink and we always are put on a pedestal, especially with social media, of being this ideal, perfect, um, you know, head to toe, smart, beautiful, strong, everything. And it's really not realistic. And I think you have to sit down and and view yourself on how you want to show the world. Like, how are you going to make the world a better place? And you see, it ends up being bigger than just your sport. It ends up being who you are as an individual. And so if I gave up pole vault right now, I would be unhappy because I know I haven't reached my potential. So I think I sit back and I remind myself that I do this because this is who I am right now, my first chapter of my life. And to be the best of the best, I got to keep getting up and keep being consistent to get to those heights to be the best in the world. That's mm-hmm. really incredible. That's really inspiring. I mean, thank you. 
my heart just melted right there. It's just like, I bet it inspired everyone who's listening right now. Can you describe what pole vaulting is? I know what it is, but not everyone may know. Yeah, I know a lot of people, they're, they're always like, are you skiing with those when I'm walking in the airport? So they're long pole vault poles. They're made out of carbon fiber. They're all between 14 to 16 feet for the females. Um, and you are you run fast, you pick it up, you run fast, you plant it into a box, and then you catapult yourself over another bar we call it or people say pole um and so that's kind of what we do and and you have three attempts at each bar um and you can come into the competition whenever you feel um but once you miss three in a row you're out of the competition and that's kind of how we always choose a winner because whoever ends up jumping the highest at the end and with the least amount of misses too so some girls will go everyone will jump the same height but if you missed four and the other girl missed two well the girl that went in that only missed two she'll win over you and that's kind of how it works Wow, that's that's intense. Mm-hmm, it is. <laughs> so, and I'm just talking about 2016. That was a big year for you. That was your Olympic mm-hmm. debut at the Rio 2016. Can you mm-hmm. tell everyone, because obviously not everyone's going to the Olympics, but can you tell mm-hmm. everyone how it felt walking into those doors? What were you, what was... What was your heart beating? What was it like? I think I, I always answer this question. It's so hard because it went by so fast. And, you know, you, you feel like it's going slow-mo. And then all of a sudden I blinked my eyes and the 16 days were over. But to qualify for the Olympics and to walk into that Olympic village, um, it was so powerful. It was – I've never been in an environment where every single person there – felt like they were number one the confidence were so high the the positivity was so high and it was almost a sense of um of relief of we did our work the last four years and now we're here so let's put on a show because the work's done so everyone was a lot more relaxed than i thought um and everybody was a lot more um i guess you could say uh, friendly and we would we go to dinners together hang out together with other competitors um it was and quite an environment to be a part of and a, a time that I'll never forget just because you get to meet so many incredible people worldwide and they're all raised from different cultures from different backgrounds and and just the way they were built as a human and their views on life are different than yours and it's pretty amazing to see how all these athletes, all these Olympians were raised differently, but we're all at the same spot. And uh, it's pretty, pretty intense. And then you end up just feeling really thankful and, and excited, really. <laughs> your, your butterflies are like crazy <laughs> during then. For, tw- for Tokyo 2020, it was originally going to be Tokyo 2020, but now, unfortunately, with the pandemic, it's been pushed back a year. And so how does it feel, you know, psychologically, you know, I have to train for one more year. What does that feel like? Yeah, I think for me, I'm, I didn't take it as hard because to me, whether the time goes by or not, I'm going to be training and I want to do at least two or three more Olympics. So I know that my career is going to be a little bit longer. Um, but I do feel for athletes that were trying to retire and, and be done in 2020. It's a strong and powerful year and it ended up being a crazy upside down all around type of year um, for everyone. And so I think it, at the time when it first happened and we were announced that they were postponed, you you had a moment of sadness. You said, oh, okay, well, 
now we got to recruit recuperate but that was the whole point was you take a day to to feel it to to sink it in and then you go back to the drawing board because this is what we do we're professional athletes and we have to adapt and overcome in any circumstances and that was one of the things that's going to be the hardest but what I'm seeing now and this year and being around the athletes that are jumping now and, and, and records are being broken. I think athletes are healed. They're healthy and they're hungry to be back. So I think there's going to be a lot of positivity coming into 2021 for Tokyo because we're hungry. We want to be there and we want these Olympics to happen. And are you optimistic? I know you said you're hungry, but are you optimistic about next year? Oh, it's absolutely happening. <laughs> I already know that. Well, I, I have no doubt. <laughs> the reason of this podcast is to talk about what your life is like. Again, you said before about women are not always like, in, especially with social media, they're, you're perceived to be beautiful, athletic, um, busy, and going to these all these amazing events. And what is your usual day like? It changes on a daily. And I think that that's, um, that's what's so... I'm so thankful for with my life is um, you never know what's going to happen when I wake up. All I know is I'm putting in uh, a three to four hour training day every day. So that's kind of like my basic is I'm getting out, I'm getting to the track, I'm training. And then I head on to podcast. I head on to um, just launched a new business called One Body, One Life, um, which focuses on your one body and your life and uh, being knowledge is power and how the more you know about yourself, the better you can be as a person. And so it goes into that. And then I have agents and stuff and I do some modeling on the side and Instagram influencing. So we're always having emails to answer and I just bought a house. So (laughs) I'm busy with getting the house going and two teammates moved into the house um, for during season so that they can be close to training. So pretty much my days are packed and changed up and side down all around. And when I'm in Europe, it's actually kind of nice because I can get some lay low and get some treatment, get some massages, go for walks and uh, and sightsee a little bit and just enjoy life and, and what we have right now and what we're able to do right now. Wow. I get up and watch TV <laughs> and then go to school and then do karate. Wow. Okay. Um, wow. <laughs> And, and you do podcasts. Look at you. Um, so where did you buy your house? Where, where, whereabouts? Mm. So I'm just outside of Toronto called Caledon. Um, and yeah, it's a little city over there. It's about 30 minutes to the city. Um, and But my training facility is only 10 minutes from my house now. So I used to travel 45 minutes every day to go training in Canada when I was over there. And I said, let's just not do that anymore and ended up... Um, buying a house and moving in there in November that's awesome. so that's so cool exciting. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. what do you what do you plan to do after the 2021 Olympics like what do you see for your future um so I think you know what will happen is I'm gonna go on a vacay somewhere <laughs> I'm gonna go somewhere for at least one week live it um, up maybe Greece or something like that I would love to do that um but after that you know I would take some time to go see some family and some friends I'll also want to, um, I'm working really hard on this business that I started, really focusing on getting that to the next phases, um, on being more than just equipment and being more to help people head to toe, um, make them the best versions of themselves and focus on that. (laughs) So can you talk to me a little bit about your business? I know you kind of gave a little description, but what was it like um, right now 
your training and how how what was it like to be able to regiment your time to start something like that yeah, so uh, actually COVID is what kind of made me sparked from having it. You know, in Canada, all the gyms were closed. So I felt really bad for Canadians that weren't able to go to the gym and, and be able to work out. So I wanted to create a company that, you know, stayed positive and, and, and only was positive messages, but was able to buy some equipment. And so right now we are releasing fitness boxes and the first boxes has some um, fabric bands, some large bands, resistance bands, and then skipping ropes so that you can get some workouts done at home, outside, uh, with friends or family that are in your circle. And so I want people to have access and equipment for them to keep in shape. And because I always find, I always feel better if I'm having a bad day, getting into the gym or doing a workout, I always feel better. And that's kind of where the motto started is you have one body, one life. And the more you know, the more knowledgeable you are about your body, the better you can become as a person and an individual. Um, And that's the whole ideal around it is being the best version of yourself at all times. That's incredible. I, I love I love that idea. I think that it's so I think that it's so amazing that you know, we were like with COVID and everything, everybody's kind of forced to, you know, take a step back and all these amazing things are being created that um, really help with like mental health and body and even physical health. And I think that's just absolutely incredible. So everyone, please go check out Alicia's new business. It's amazing. As like we're kind of wrap up. Thank you. Not even, you know, athletes, but just people in general mm-hmm. and see you from Instagram. And what is your advice to young girls who are looking mm-hmm. to break records and pursue their dreams? Well, that's a great question. I love that. I think the number one thing for me and is if I could tell myself 10 years ago what I would want to do was I was so embarrassed and so sad um, to fail. I was so um I didn't want to accept it as an individual. I always thought that failure meant you failed and you're done. And the little did I know, failure, you learn way more than you do from successes. And if I took and embraced all the failures I've ever failed from, I would be way better off now. So I love to tell young and the next generation is fail as often as you can because you will learn a lot more from your failures than your success. And just because something doesn't work out doesn't mean another door is going to open it's just going to reroute you. And we have to understand that life is a complete journey. Um, nothing is is going to be easy. It's going to be very, very hard. Um, and some individuals get that one hit wonder and some individuals get to go viral, but not everyone's going to have that type of lifestyle. So you need to really focus in and what you feel like you can bring to the world that will better the place better our place and um and I, I want people to start realizing that it doesn't come always from the internet it doesn't always come from tiktok or snapchats and stuff like that it comes from what you brought into the world which is what's in you your talent and and what you want to accomplish in your in your life and so um i think sometimes we have to we have to remember that that stuff is temporarily it's technology it's not something that we are going to have forever in our lives and so we definitely need to take time and realize what we can do as ourselves, as individuals to be the best version of ourselves and accomplish things that um are realistic and that that make you feel happy and enjoy your life right it's it's um it's hard to be somebody else or to do something you don't really want to do so I definitely love to tell the next generation and the youth that 
if social media is what you want to do, then you go ahead and do that. But if it's not for you, don't feel bad that you're not a part of that because what you will bring or what you will do, we are going to need that too in our world. And so as long as you're happy, that's where you should be. Wow. I think that is incredible advice. I mean, I'm sure everybody listening right now has just smiled because I can't smile any harder because that just brings a huge, just makes me, that, that's incredible. <laughs> Thank you. What I love to do at the end of the podcast is five rapid fire questions. Oh, so fun. I love these. Okay. What is your favorite activity during quarantine? Oh, oh my gosh. I loved cooking. It was so fun. Baking and cooking. <laughs> what is your favorite used emoji? Uh, the laughing, like the laughing face. I'm always laughing at everyone. <laughs> what is the thing or activity you're most interested in doing after COVID? Probably go to dinner, <laughs> like to a restaurant. <laughs> that sounds really good. Is there an athlete or celebrity that you look up to? <sighs> I feel like I don't look to an individual. I just look at the mentality of every single high-end world record holders, medalists, I look at their mentality more so than themselves as individuals. What is the one thing on your bucket list that you haven't crossed off yet? I want to skydive so bad and I haven't because I don't want to injure myself. So probably post-Olympics, I'll do that. (laughs) That's on my bucket list. Thank you very much, Alicia, for joining me today on the podcast. I had a blast and I'm so glad that me and my listeners are able to hear about you and we're all cheering for you at the Tokyo Olympics. So go girl, you got this. Awesome. Yay. Thank you so much, Kayla, for having me. I'm so excited to hear it. This is Kayla Jackson and thanks for listening to Clearing It Up. Please subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast and be sure to tell you and your friends and family to listen. Thank you.